Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe, wherein love can conquer horror. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of it as an audiobook of League, stories, and lore. This week is another double feature, Senna the Redeemer and Lucian the Purifier. And now I guess for my terrible impressions, you're going to have to bear with me on these. Wield the light, endure the pain, and cleanse all shadow from this world. As shadows embrace the light, I will embrace them. Lucian, a sentinel of light, is a grim hunter of undying spirits, pursuing them recklessly and annihilating them with his own twin relic pistols. After the wraith Thresh slew his wife, Lucian embarked on the path of vengeance, but even with her return to life, his rage is undiminished. Merciless and single-minded, Lucian will stop at nothing to protect the living from the long-dead horrors of the Black Mist. Cursed from childhood to be haunted by the supernatural Black Mist, Senna joined a sacred order known as the Sentinels of Light and fiercely fought back, only to be killed, her soul imprisoned in a lantern by the cruel Wraith Thresh. But refusing to lose hope within the lantern, Senna learned to use the mist and re-emerged to new life, forever changed. Now, wielding darkness along with light, Senna seeks to end the black mist by turning it against itself, with every blast of her relic weapon redeeming the souls lost within. Thank you so much for tuning back into Stories of Runeterra. It is another double feature. This one, if you didn't get the hint from Thresh last week, is Senna and Lucian. So, double of the bios and then the story. Thanks again for listening. If there's a champ duo pair of lore you'd like me to read or at least put into the works, go ahead and reach out to me. I'm thinking like Nasus Renekton or maybe some others, or maybe there's some actual short stories or long form stories that you would really enjoy just narrating that aren't necessarily tied to a specific champion. Let me know at stories of Runeterra podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram or Twitter by Ravenhood or at Ravenhood. Yeah. So let's jump in. Thanks so much. Senna's journey to become a Sentinel of Light started with darkness. It started with the Black Mist. Senna first encountered the mist at an early age when wreckage from a distant harrowing washed onto the shores of her home island. The Black Mist within the wreckage awakened upon contact with life. She and her village survived the ensuing storm of souls thanks to the intervention of a nearby Sentinel. But in the wake of the attack, the mist was still mysteriously drawn to Senna. She was cursed, marked by the mist so its horrors pursued her endlessly, the darkness drawn to her like dying moths to a living flame. She could never know when it would strike next, but worse was when it didn't come, 
and Senna had to imagine what awaited in every shadow. The sentinel who saved Senna, a brusque veteran named Urias, did not understand why the mist was so drawn to a solitary girl. But he knew if she was going to survive, she had to learn to fight back. And so, Senna joined Urias in the Sentinels of Light, a sacred order that could be traced back to the Blessed Isles, where the Black Mist originated. She proved to be a deadly enemy of darkness, mastering the relic stone pistol Urias gave her, learning to channel her soul into light. Even as Senna grew comfortable working with Urias, relying on him for gruff guidance, she learned to keep others at gun's length. If she allowed them to get too close, they would only be hurt when the mist came again. Senna could never stay in one place for long, something she and Urias learned when those who offered them shelter inevitably found themselves under siege. After even Urias was slain, Senna wasn't sure if she could let anyone get close again. Reluctantly, Senna sought out Uriah's family and Damasia to tell them of his fate. There, she met his son, Lucian, who would not relent until Senna allowed him to join Uriah's parting vigil. From the very first moment, she found herself flustered, wondering if her walls were enough to keep out someone so stubborn, full of humor and love. It became clear over time that Lucian's place was with the Sentinels, as Senna's partner, and Senna as his. The more they served together, the deeper their bond became, and Senna realized that the value of her walls wasn't what she kept out, but who she kept in. Yet, as Lucian's love for Senna grew, so did his desire to save her from her curse. In time, it became his only focus, the light in his eyes passing into his gun, making Senna wary that Lucian would only see sorrow where there was love. It was while researching a cure that Senna and Lucian came into conflict with the sadistic wraith Thresh. So close to answering mysteries about the ruination and Senna's curse, Lucian refused to turn back. Thresh's chains whipped towards Senna as she stood between the wraith and her husband. More painful than the sight was seeing the look of anguish on Lucian's face. With her last breath, Senna screamed for Lucian to run. But as Senna felt the death blow and knew she had lost, she realized there was a glimmer of hope. Her whole life, the mist had haunted her. She didn't need to fear it anymore. She could ride it into the darkness of Thresh's lantern and see what, if anything, was inside. Her curse had become her only chance for salvation. While Lucian spent years seeking to grant his beloved peace, Senna explored her spectral prison. She learned that life had been the origin of her curse. Its spark shone brighter within her than in anyone else. She'd been infected with it when she first encountered the wreckage that had brought the heroine. There, she'd been touched by a powerful, lingering soul, given its unnatural life. It was life that the Black Mist could never let go. She could use this force to pull the mist into herself, empowering her to sever its hold over others in the lantern. Among the souls she freed were sentinels who possessed lost knowledge of the Ruination's origins, of her curse, and the love that created it. When Lucian drove his broken pistol into the lantern, 
intending to end the torture of the souls within, Senna was waiting. She escaped, shrouded in mist she'd drawn from other souls. She was dead, but also alive, thanks to her curse, wielding a relic stone cannon that could channel darkness along with light, forged from the weapons of fallen sentinels. No longer running from the mist, Senna now understands the suffering of the souls within. Though it is painful, she draws their mist into herself, liberating them and blasting darkness with darkness. Embracing her death every time she transforms into a wraith, she becomes like those she fought, only to be reborn again thanks to the life infecting her. Though Senna and Lucian's love survived even death, now they face the consequences of her rebirth. Senna knows what they have to do next. A secret gleam within the lantern. Find the ruined king and stop it at any cost. From an early age, Lucian wanted nothing more than to be like his father, Urias, who was a member of the ancient order of the Sentinels of Light. While Lucian remained home in Demacia, Urias ranged far and wide, protecting the living from the wraiths of the Black Mist. Urias would regale Lucian with tales of his adventures, where courage and ingenuity carried the day. Lucian hung on every word, picturing himself saving the people of Runeterra at his father's side. But Urias did not want his son to follow in his footsteps, hoping to keep his family safe from the dangerous life he had chosen. Lucian waited for the day he would become Uriah's apprentice. But it never came. Instead, Lucian stayed in Demacia, where he found himself increasingly at odds with the kingdom's culture. It especially rankled him that Demacia would exile peaceful mages to the hinterlands. Lucian found fulfillment in safeguarding the banished on their perilous journey, where his countrymen saw only outlaws, reducing the world to good or evil. Lucian looked closer and saw people in need of help. After returning home from one such journey, Lucian found a stranger waiting at his door. She introduced herself as Senna, a sentinel of light. Cradling Uriah's relic pistol in her hands, Senna explained that Lucian's father had died, falling in battle against the long-dead wraiths of the Black Mist. Senna had been Uriah's apprentice, fighting at his side for years. Lucian reeled in shock. Not only was his father dead, but before him stood a woman who had lived the life he had wanted for so long. As Senna made to take her leave, Lucian stopped her at the door, insisting he join her. He knew what came next, the vigil for lost sentinels. Senna reluctantly allowed Lucian to accompany her. Along the way, the two traded stories of their time with Urias, Senna comforting Lucian with her plain-spoken wisdom, and Lucian easing her pain with fond remembrances. They arrived at Uriah's birthplace far away from Demacian lands, and there they held the vigil for lost sentinels. 
As they prepared to depart, dark clouds rolled in over the coast, and wraiths manifested from the foulness, attacking them. Where Lucian was horrified, Senna drew her weapons with a grim familiarity. This was her curse. Since she was a child, tendrils of the black mist had stalked her wherever she went, unleashing its horror should she tarry anywhere for too long. As Senna fought one of the creatures, it clawed Uriah's pistol from her grip. Lucian retrieved it, sensing his fate opening up before him. The blazing sorrow in his heart manifested in a bolt of light that blasted from the pistol, distracting the wraith so Senna could banish it. Senna fought off the remaining spirits before the pair left, the mist ever on her trail. Never before had one of the uninitiated fired a sentinel's relic weapon. For the first time, Lucian had shown Senna his potential to join the Order. Eventually, Senna entrusted Lucian with his father's pistol, and instructed him in the tactics and doctrines of the Sentinels. He proved himself worthy of the lessons. A bond slowly formed between them, Lucian's warmth and charm the perfect balance to Senna's discipline and unbreakable resolve. Lucian and Senna battled the myriad evils that ushered forth from the Black Mist, and their reliance upon each other blossomed into love. The closer Lucian grew to Senna, the more he witnessed the curse she bore. Each conflict hardened him, splitting the world apart into light and shadow, good and evil. Lucian's urge to heal Senna became a crusade he pursued with reckless zeal. Scouring a forgotten vault for a cure, the two sentinels were attacked by the monstrous wraith Thresh. The ghoulish chain warden was a dangerous foe, and when Senna called to withdraw and regroup, Lucian refused to turn back. Throwing himself blindly into the attack, Lucian realized his mistake as Thresh gained the upper hand. Senna stepped into the wraith's path, imploring Lucian to run. As the dust settled, Senna lay dead before him, her soul claimed by Thresh's eldritch lantern. Senna's sacrifice was nearly Lucian's undoing. For years, he stalked Runeterra, a husk of the man he once was, his former warmth replaced with anger and bitterness. Wielding both his pistol and Senna's, Lucian hunted Thresh in the hope of destroying the lantern and granting oblivion to his captive love. On the day that battle finally came, Lucian shattered the lantern. But instead of finding her eternal rest, Senna re-emerged. Lucian and Senna's love is a bond even death could not sever. As Lucian struggles to grasp Senna's altered form, he is forced to confront his own. Lucian now fights to return to his former self, while grappling with the reality that the dark forces he hates are all that keep Senna with him. While Senna has returned with knowledge of a new mission, Lucian remains obsessed with exacting vengeance from Thresh, as he is certain the Chain Warden's machinations have only just begun. And today's story is entitled The Voices of the Dead by David Slagle. There's a saying on my island. 
Only through stealing our breath can the wind speak. You want me to describe the black mist that greeted me when I first arrived in the Ionian village? Hood raised, relic cannon on my back? The mist steals words, too. The screams of those who die within. Once they were my screams. But I'm alive now. I felt the warmth where Lucian's hand touched my shoulder as we stepped off the boat onto Ionian soil, somehow reaching through my walls the only way he can, the way he's the only fool stubborn enough to try. To learn the one thing that gets through my armor, and all the rules beneath, is love. You go high, I go low? I asked, feeling his warmth grow cold as he considered. For a moment, he didn't see me standing before him. He saw the woman he'd tried to save, who was cursed, always running. He saw the scythe swinging toward her. He looked straight into her eyes, even as he looked into mine. I go low, he said, leaving other things to silence, and now his hands were on his guns. Senna. His voice broke with the weight of the memory. It's okay, I said softly. I could remember that woman, too. On the horizon, darkness swirled, casting even darker shadows onto a village carved into stone, deluged by heavy rain and worse. Somewhere in that darkness was light, another sentinel who'd called us here. I'd have to fight my way to it. The path up the mountain to the village was nearly worn away by centuries of storms, washing away everything but the toughest crags. If that's the right damn word. I could feel the wind pressing against my hood, the spray of the ocean hard against my skin, as if the world were pushing me back, warning me of the darkness ahead. But none of that compared to what hit me as a howl rose up, roaring through the village. It was my curse. The mist knew I was here. It would come for me before anyone else. Ugh. Must be time for my daily ambush, I muttered, unmoved and from a horizon black with death, souls poured forth, drawn to me as I drew breath, as I drew my weapon. The relic stones of fallen sentinels moved as one, each held by too many hands before mine, men and women, fathers, sisters, all lost to darkness. But when I held my weapon, I held their light, gleaming in the gun's two barrels. A tendril of mist hit me as the wraith within took shape. Staggered by the blow, I stumbled back, catching my footing just before falling towards the rocks below. Thunder pealed as the screams of souls joined the rain and crashing waves that besieged the island. But the flash of light that followed wasn't lightning. It was my relic cannon, shot boiling the wraith into shadow. It required control. It required focus. I needed to fight the mist with every fiber of my being, and I could not stop, not for a moment of my life. With every shot that burned a wraith away, another was revealed. I was so close to the village now, I could see the new wraiths rising, sent spiraling towards me into blessed light. Anabal? Are you there? I called out. I'd met him only once when Urias brought me into a meeting of sentinels. It was rare for sentinels to gather, but something had frightened Urias that made him call them all together. He never told me what it was, but I could tell by the way the others looked at me. It hurt more when they didn't know, when they tried to get past my armor only to find the reason it was there. 
Still firing, I advanced further into the village. The wraiths moved past, swooping into buildings nearly as old as the island itself, carved from the same stone. But there was order in the chaos. The wraiths were circling above. They wanted something. Not just life. Not just souls. Not just me. On a ball? I called out again, barely hearing myself over the storm. Over here! Hurry! A panicked voice responded. It was the voice of a girl, and then her light joined mine in the darkness. Annabal's apprentice, Dawan. She stood above a crumpled body, two figures in the dark. The light of Annabal's relic stone glaive glowed dully on her face. Concentration clear on her brow as she defended her fallen mentor. He had managed to pass the torch then. His relic stone was not lost. We have to get out of here, the girl said with a shudder. We have to get... Get the villagers out of here. I can still hear them. It must be them. She paused and looked down at the shape at her feet in confused agony. I can... I can still hear him. But even as her knuckles grew white, clenching the haft of her glaive, I put my relic cannon on my back. I reached out gently and took her shoulder. We're going to get through this, I said. Beyond her, I saw the entrance to the village catacombs swarming with wraiths. All of us, I added softly. Whatever the mist wanted, it was there. The catacombs had been carved out by countless floods. As we left the village behind, heading underground, still the storm made itself known, water rolling down the walls behind us. But if we were going to drown in the depths, it wouldn't be from rising sea or falling squall. It would be in the black mist that rolled like a wave to meet us, swallowing our light in a liquid roar. I could hear the screams of the people from my village, torn away when I was just a girl and first saw death. I could hear the echoes of my own dawn and see the look on Lucian's face when death first saw me. I was hit by the rage and fear of the people still dying above, their cries in a language I couldn't understand, but speaking of pain I knew all too well. Wraiths rose up throughout the catacombs, trapped in a rictus of the agony they meant to inflict, but no matter how loud the screams of the living, sounds could never drown out their own. And no matter how brightly my light burned, it could never hurt them worse than when the darkness returned. And so instead, I embraced them, before death could. My call was irresistible. I could draw the mist to myself, away from others. I felt death rush in, push the lie of my body away. And as the mist clung to me, one by one it let the souls go. All who had been drawn here, all who had died above. For a moment, I thought I saw on a ball. Only one vague shape lingered, a will still slowly awakening. It hovered for a moment before turning to face me, rage burning where there were no eyes. No! I whispered through the shroud of death that had transformed me into a wraith. You don't get to speak. You listen. Pushing the mist into my gun, I fired all the pain and fear I'd gathered back at its source where it was deserved. As darkness collided with darkness, the light within me glowed. Life wouldn't let me go. 
I felt my body return as the last of the mist left me. With a gasp, I fell to my knees. What did I miss? A voice asked, emerging from the deeper in the tunnels. Oh, you know, the usual, I said coolly, though I was still catching my breath. Ruined king raiding catacombs to find who knows what? Lucian asked. Pretty much, I answered. I looked up at Dawan, realization dawning on her face. Her glaive was still pointed at me. There's a saying on my island. Only through stealing our breath can the wind speak. In the roaring clamor of the black mist, I hear the words of the dead. And I'm here to give their voices back. Well, thanks for listening to Stories of Runeterra. It's been a bit of a wild ride trying to get these edited and double recorded and put out. So bear with me as I figure out what's the balance for doing this and everything else. But thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Let me know what you think. You can hit me up at Stories of Runeterra podcast at gmail.com or I'm on Instagram. So thanks again for listening. I'll catch you on the flip side.